Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast, a sportsless, live sportsless time period as we all hunker down, follow the guidelines put out by the uh, state and uh, federal government and, and health officials, and uh, try to try to keep sane during this time period. Um, hopefully, uh, you know you're you're getting your your sports fix in some way. Hopefully, we can help provide that with some of the content that we continue to produce on WSN. It will be a busy time uh, time period for us. We would normally have a lot of content coming out, uh, off season type content for basketball and football during this time anyway. Um, and we'll do even more to fill in for the uh, the lack of live spring sports that otherwise would have been getting underway this week. Um, as we have said before, we will uh, you know continue to uh, to provide that content. We will continue to provide a resource for people to follow along, stay involved, stay interested, stay talking about high school sports. And you can help us out. Continue to help us do that by doing the same thing you've always done. Click on articles, click around, visit a few more pages than you normally would, take a look at some uh, past seasons information, and if you're so inclined and so able, uh, helping out by purchasing a WSN Extra subscription certainly does make an impact on our business. Again, I'm Travis Wilson, the general manager at Wisports.net, your host every week for the WSN podcast, and we will be continuing our, uh, our podcasts throughout this hiatus of spring sports. We have some great conversations lined up that we'll uh, that we'll get to. Um, you know, some some folks that uh, have obviously had their seasons impacted. We'll be talking about some bigger picture items. We'll be talking about some of the content that we're producing. Uh, we're gonna uh, take a look today. An incredible conversation that we recorded just uh, a little bit ago with Brookfield Central head basketball coach, boys basketball coach Dan Wandry, talking about his experience. Over the uh, last couple weeks, they were one of the teams that was still alive on the boys' side in uh, sectional play that um, was, you know, setting up for a huge showdown with Sussex Hamilton in a sectional final. We'll talk to them about what that experience was like leading up to that week, what it was like to learn that they were not going to play, and, uh, and, and get some great insight from him on how his team, his program has handled all of this. Um, a lot of respect for Coach Wandry, what he's done at Brookfield Central. Now as the boys coach, previously as the girls coach, always a great person to talk to and a great conversation that we will have with him on uh, on all of those topics. Uh, so again, stay tuned. We will continue to have more content coming out on WSN. We will have more podcasts coming out. We'll talk to some other people that were impacted. We'll, uh, we'll bring on some spring sports folks. We'll talk to Mark Miller and Norbert Durst about some of their uh, takeaways from this season, some of the things that they look forward to next year. You'll start to see some more football content coming out very soon on WSN. Uh, so again, follow along, keep following along, and uh, we'll ride this out. We'll get back to it hopefully very soon. And uh, hopefully, cross our fingers, knock on wood, that everything you know quiets down, that things uh, you know get better, first and foremost, from a health perspective in this country that will allow us to get back to normalcy of some kind, even if it is an adjusted normalcy, um, and potentially, hopefully, maybe, please, a resumption of some spring sports in uh, most likely May. That would be our best case scenario, absolute 
wonderful situation because it would mean so many other things are falling into place if we can resume spring sports in May. As we continue to digest and uh, learn more, uh, but also look back at the events of the last couple of weeks and the uh, the impacts of the uh, coronavirus on uh, not a, obviously all society, but especially high school sports as we look at it from from our perspective here. Uh, want to get a chance to talk to someone that was uh, very much in the weeds at that time, uh, Dan Wandry, the head coach, uh, boys basketball coach at Brookfield Central, whose team was uh, still playing, still going in the uh, tournament before things uh, got uh, put to a screeching halt. So, uh, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time to join us here as we uh, kind of look back and uh, and look a little bit ahead as well. Not a problem. It, uh, we have nothing but time on our hands at this point, as they say. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, right? Um, would be very much... Uh, Correct, yeah. Uh, would, would prefer to be bugging you at school right now and asking you about a potential state <laughs> championship or something like that, but um, we'll, right. uh, we'll, we'll well, deal with what we have me. right now. Exactly. Believe me, I'd much rather have have that conversation going on right now as well. So let's uh, let's go back in in that week of sectionals. Take us through what that yep. week was like. Um, you know, beginning early in the week uh, through you know your game on Thursday. Um, you know what that week was like, and and if any of your preparations for that game were impacted. Well, you know, it's uh, it just seems. So first of all, it seems like such a long time ago, you know, um, well, you know, we were getting ready to play Brookfield East, you know, which obviously, you know, takes on, uh, all different sorts of, uh, levels for us, right. Crosstown rival. It was the third time we were going to play them. Um, you know, second year in a row at this level, playing them in the playoffs. Like, you know, I know the, the football teams have uh, some ungodly streak of, I don't know if it's five or six years in a row. Now our football teams have played. Now it seems like uh, East and Central are following suit in basketball as well. So obviously that's a you know you, you, you win win at the regional level. It feels like you take about twelve hours to kind of enjoy that, and then you're you're getting ready. And and you know those first couple of days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know the you know you're hearing about you know coronavirus, and you're seeing news reports and, and different sorts of things, but you know, you're not really, you know, you don't want to minimize it by any means, but given what we thought we were about to uh, embark on, you know, we were looking at hopefully a two game weekend of a couple of conference rivals, you know, looking to repeat what we had done last year at that level and, you know, beating Brookfield East and then beating Sussex Hamilton on Saturday. But, you know, you just kind of take it one day at a time. And then all of a sudden Wednesday, you know, yeah, we had a practice, it was a good practice. Kids had a, had a team meal. And I think everybody was really ready, focused and ready to go. And then all of a sudden Wednesday night is when everything kind of started falling in terms of, you know, announcements about, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert's got coronavirus and, you know, I, I went to bed on Wednesday night thinking, man, I, I can't even imagine we're going to play the game tomorrow. You know, so it was kind of like just came out of nowhere, even though it didn't really come out of nowhere. You know, you just never thought it would get to that point where so much uh, was being 
canceled and postponed in such a short period of time. So as you are going through your game day preparations on Thursday and, and more and more things start to come out, you know, the NBA suspending their season and the, uh, the reductions yep. in the crowds for the, the high school games and conference tournaments being canceled as you're going up to that game. I mean, are, are you thinking that you're actually going to play that game? Was, was that still very much, uh, you know, kind of up in the air in your mind at that point? It was, you know, like you said, I mean, and there's so much information going on. Right. And and I think the, the unique thing for me or the, the, the situation, like with the NBA specifically, and, you know, you just look at that group of people, whatever the number is, right. When you look at the 30 teams and, and the people that are affiliated with that, and it really struck me on Wednesday night watching, you know, I thought one of the local news channels here in Milwaukee, you know, riveting uh, report of a video of a airplane parked on the tarmac at Mitchell International Airport that they were reporting was the uh, Boston Celtics plane, right? And and the thing where you look at it and you say, well, yeah, that's them. It doesn't maybe affect us as much as you're looking at the group of a thousand people who, you know, they talked about that one plane from the Celtics like being in four cities in less than uh, 48 hours, right? Going from somewhere to Boston, to Indianapolis, to Milwaukee. And you're thinking, well, geez, yeah, you know, that's a really isolated incident. But then, you know, as you're, you know, you're just, you're seeing all the things being canceled. You're thinking, well, geez, there's just no way. And then I guess as you're starting to hear that, I looked at it from the end backwards, right? Going to this past Saturday, March 21st, uh, being the boys state championship games and then working back back to that sectional level, you're thinking, well, geez, if this was going on now, there's no way we're going to be there. So you may have like, why go through all of this? Right. So that was kind of the first thing Thursday morning, but of course, you know, you're trying to be responsible, you know, you're trying to set, uh, a, a good tone for your team and your players. And right. And, you know, I had guys asking me right away early Thursday morning, and then, you know, the WIAA came out with their restrictions with the fans and the tickets. And so that kind of, you know, while you still kind of thought, no, nah, there's no way we're going to play. You're then thinking, okay, well, they, they obviously have a plan for this and we're going to, right. So we're going to, we're going to go forward with that plan. And obviously it was a, unusual game day. Right. So I was pulled out of my class at about nine 30 by my principal and my athletic director. And, you know, we kind of went through what the WIAA was talking and they obviously the district administration and school administration and the WIA, they had all different sorts of things on, on their minds in terms of what they had to deal with. But you, know, you think of that game and you know, you're hearing stories of the Sussex Hamilton Arrowhead game where, there were 5,000 tickets sold or whatever the numbers were. They're thinking, holy man, it's just going to be crazy. Obviously the East central game was going to be a big deal that they were going to have to figure out what to do with that. But, you know, we met with our team about 11 o'clock, maybe 1130 on that day. And we just said, you know, this is just uncharted territory. Nobody really knows what's happening. Um, you know, we are following the lead of, you know, far more important people in terms of making decisions. And we just, you know, we all wanted to play the game clearly and, and really wanted that. They build so much. And obviously, 
our team and Brookfield East and the people that are still left at that level of the tournament, you know, everybody's put in a lot of time and effort and energy and a lot of sacrifices. But then, you know, you're also talking about, you know, the things that you're hearing from around the world, right? The situation in Italy being the one that really stuck in everybody's mind. And I just remember telling the kids like, Hey, if it comes down to somebody in my family or your family, or, you know, God forbid one of us where we check into a hospital to, to need care. And, and they're at a point where they have to make a decision between which people they're providing care for. Like if we can stop that somehow, some way, then this is the right thing to do. Right. Um, oh, when the boys left, I remember having a meeting with my athletic director and principal and saying, are we even going to play this game tonight? And, uh, you know, obviously nobody really had the answers. Um, became a little bit more, you know, I, I, Joe Rucks from Brookfield East and I s- stood at half court talking for almost full 15 minute warm up as if, yeah, it's great that we're playing this game, but it almost there's no way we're going to, we're going to continue on. So it was just a really, you know, just a unusual feeling. So the game itself, I mean, it was it was an incredible yeah. game, a, a double overtime game against your uh, crosstown yep. rival, you know, at the sectional level, you know, just the let's focus on the game itself for a second. But, you know, what was that yep. like? What was yep. the game like? You know, how incredible was that uh, experience and that that level of contest that deep in the playoffs? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you get to that point. I've coached for a really long time. And, you know, when you play games like that, you know, Coach Rucks at East just does an unbelievable job with, with those kids. And, you know, they know their system and run their system and play with such an incredible amount of intensity. Um, and really just, you know, we're battling us toe to toe. And I mean, they, the first half was just, you know, it's, it's the, all the cliches, right. About teams that know each other as well as our two teams knew each other. Right. It was, it was not a pretty game, a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed shots, a lot of fouls, right. You think uh, East went into half with a four point lead, 24 to 20 and, you know, um, it just was one of those kind of that, you know, that was the biggest lead up until that point. And then, you know, we, the second half, we started to just kind of handle things. Our defense really picked up and, um, you know, I had this, this sticks in my mind. I, I wish I could get rid of it, but I just remember looking at the clock. There was three minutes and 48 seconds to go in the game and we were ahead 48, 36. So like in that first, uh, 13 or 14 minutes of the second half, you know, we had held them to 12 points. So we had done a great job, you know, getting out to their shooters. And obviously we have a decided height advantage in that game. So it makes it a little tough for them to score at the rim. And we were doing a great job on the perimeter. And then, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> things changed. We, we proceeded to have turnovers, I think on five of six possessions and, you know, before you knew it, uh, it was, uh, you know, and I, as I look back at pictures and watch a little video, you know, it's just that last couple of minutes, just, wow. You know, we had, a, I think we were up, up five points with 14 seconds to go or something like that. And then they made a basket. We were up four points with seven seconds to go or 6.8 or something crazy. And, 
they made a three. We made one out of two free throws to go back up by two. And we, we fouled them <laughs> with 1.2 seconds to go uh, out on the floor. And Aiden Doyle went up and made two free throws to tie the game. And we went to overtime and I'm thinking, Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know? And then we, we jumped out. Andrew Rohde, uh scored the first five points overtime, like in the first 40 seconds, we scored and got, he made a three and won the tip. He made a three. We stopped them. He had a pull-up jumper. We had a five point lead. And then um, they actually held the ball for about the last minute of the first overtime in a tie game uh, to try and win. Uh, took a shot and missed. And then um, second overtime, we pretty much uh, took control uh, right away and then started making some free throws. But, you know, just uh, an amazing, you know, it was weird, right? When you think of that sectional level, you know, we when we play Easter in the regular season, we play double headers with our girls team. So, you know, both of our gyms are always really full and, you know, now the last few years, like I said, we've played in the playoffs and those places have been crazy. You know, uh, we were at Hartford, Scott Helms, the athletic director there, you know, he called me and our AD and I, you know, he called the people at East and he said, Hey, my thought is we have two gyms. We have our big field house. We have our old gym that we still use for some events. He said with the smaller crowd, I'm thinking maybe it would be kind of a neat uh, little intimate environment if we moved the game in there. So we went and played in their old gym and, uh, it was small and close and pretty loud for, you know, 190 people or whatever amount of people were in the gym. So, you know, they made the best of a not so great situation. And the game was, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, we're sitting there all of a sudden, you know, 930 and we got to get back to school and start planning for, you know, by that time we had heard that Sussex had beat Arrowhead. So we were getting ready for that. So that was a great, great high school game. And, you know, as, as good of an environment as could have, we could have given the circumstance. A huge effort by David Joplin in that one, 31 points, 26 rebounds, uh, just an incredible performance by him. So you're at Hartford. You, you said, you know, late game, yep. it goes to double overtime. I think you were the last boys game still going. There was a, a girls yep. state tournament game going at that time. But yep. after that, was it kind of, you know, hurry up and wait like the rest of us. And and how did you ultimately, when and how did you ultimately find out about the cancellation? How and when did you then inform your team? Yeah, well, we um, we had kind of started a little tradition, you know, last year going through the playoffs of, you know, having, having meetings afterwards this year. We were doing those at our house. So I had our, our coaching staff. We got back to school, you know, stopped at the store, get some, you know, really healthy late night snacks. And, uh, we were sitting around, uh, the Island in the kitchen and, you know, somebody was watching the Arrowhead, uh, Hamilton game and somebody was watching our game and they're you know, just kind of dividing out responsibilities and actually found out I got a text from somebody, uh, cause we were kind of, we kind of dived into let's get ready. We got to make sure we're ready just in case even though, you know, we kind of thought it was unlikely we were going to play. We just wanted to be ready. So, you know, I, I remember I was writing up some stuff in terms of how we were going to divide up responsibilities for the, for the night and get ready for the next day. And, you know, there's a little bit of an advantage when you played 
teams like Hamilton before and, you know, and, and all that, but <laughs> there's still a lot that you're planning for. So I think it was probably a little bit after 11 o'clock, maybe 11, 15. And, um, I got a text and it's and said, uh, sorry to hear, uh, about the way your season ended. Congrats on a great season or something like that. And, you know, by that time, uh, one of my assistants, it was weird. Oh, cause you know, somebody had tweeted out even before that, you know, Oh, the season's over, whatever. And we couldn't find anything on the WIA website. So, um, I called my athletic director right away and he was unsure. And, you know, within five minutes or so, it was pretty much all over the place. A couple of the players had texted me. Somebody had texted a couple of my assistant coaches. So I just went out on a group text and, you know, just informed the boys, sorry, obviously not the way we want this to go. We don't really know a lot of details, but the, the weird part was, I know I talked to a couple other coaches too, like, right. You don't like that end of the season loss. You know, we've all been there in the regionals or the sectional level where, you know, you have that, that feeling of your season ending, the career of some of your players has now come to an end, right? You, you, you have that time. If it's in your locker room together, if you're back at school in a team room or a meeting room, some, some sort of closure, right? Here we are. Right. We, we, we were already behind the eight ball, just like you said, being one of the last games, got tried to get our guys home and get them, you know, something to eat and get them rested and try to get to bed so that they could be ready for the next day. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're finding out, Oh, our season's over. So, um, we just decided let's meet with the guys. I said, you know, I had to go to school and, and teach tomorrow. So, at that point in time, our district had announced that we were going to virtual school the next week, but we were still going to be in school on Friday. Well, unbeknownst to me, my players had all decided once, because uh, they had already found out that school was going virtual the next week, and then they found out that we weren't playing. Uh, they were all arranging to go out for breakfast that morning and not come to school. So I texted everybody, and the coaches and I decided it was, you know we wanted to be with the team, so... Um, we called a meeting in my classroom at seven thirty before school. And then all the boys were like, Oh coach, we were going to go out for breakfast. So anyway, they all came and you know, that's kind of how we, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just have never been that guy to, to talk about, Oh yeah. You know, obviously um, we were one of eight teams left and we were, we we're the defending state champions and we had a, had a great season, obviously we were going to have a a yeoman's task in front of us to play Hamilton on Saturday. But, you know, that's what, I think that's what our kids and athletes and coaches, it's what we, we put ourselves into those situations, right? You want to take that risk um, because, you know, the reward can, can really be worth it. And so the idea of just never having that opportunity was really a, a difficult discussion and conversation with the guys. And, you know, and even to this day, I, I, you know, I, I I have a hard time putting into words, you know, how we feel, how I feel. Cause right. Uh, it, it's a, it was, it was a kind of a no brainer decision. I mean, look at where we're at. I mean, and, and, you know, I tried to put that in perspective as we sit here today and they just announced what the Olympics are are postponed and maybe not gonna 
go on. And you think of, yeah, we have some seniors that will now play the last, they've played their last game in the Brookfield central uniform. Now we're, we're really fortunate, right? We had four seniors, three of them are going on to play college basketball. One's going to play college football. So like they're, they're going to have that opportunity to, to participate and do something like that. But, you know, you look at what those Olympians are going through where, you know, in some cases that's like a whole lifetime of planning and getting ready for that one event. And now, you know, we're putting it off. So it's, it's just such a, a unique, you know, situation to be in where you feel, wow, you know, our, we, we just feel awful because we don't have the opportunity to go out and compete um, for that state championship that we all coveted so much. But then you have to think about it and you're like, nobody, right. You understand from the WIA to the, the, the big East, big 10, all the college conferences to the NCAA, like nobody wants to be that organization or corporation or whoever it might be that would be responsible for the wider spread of, of what appears to be something that is an absolutely terrible thing. So you, you, you totally understand. And you just say to your kids, like, we're all kind of working through this together because none of us have really dealt with something like it before. You mentioned the struggle to find closure and you know, there's, there's no hugging your seniors for the last time as they come off the court. There's no last time, you know, sharing that, that moment of tears, whether it's happy tears as you did last year or the, the tears at the end of the season in the locker room with the guys, there's no, uh, you know, as of right now, anyway, there's no banquet, there's no, there's no sense of finality. So have you talked about, or have you tried anything to, to bring some closure or some finality in some way? I don't know what that could even be, but I mean, is there anything that can be done to, to bring that sense in some way? Yeah, I, at this point, I, I don't think there is. Now, I, you know, we had that meeting on Friday morning, and and we did. There were, you know, we have our little traditions at the end, and you know, everybody was hugging each other, and there were tears, and there was a lot of, you know, happy stuff too. I mean, we had a great season, undefeated in our conference, was a great accomplishment. But in terms of, yeah, I mean, we felt really good about, you know, like you say, you want to be with your team, you want to be with your guys, and. And that's the hard part too. And I look, you know, I think back to that. No, that's, it was, like I said, it's only a week ago, but, you know, just standing in front of those guys at that point in time, right. It's, it's the, it's the last time we were going to be together, you know, and I, I, I always heard, you know, if it was, you know, when I started coaching, I was, and I was a student at Pius high school back in the, in the eighties when their girls program, you know, started their big run. And I, Coach Clawson gave me the opportunity to first start coaching high school basketball. And I remember him always saying, you know, we just, we didn't win our whatever. We didn't win our seventh in a row or we didn't, you know, this team won their first championship was one of the things he always talked about with people and at banquets and that kind of stuff. And you always kind of, you know, I've heard coach K say that about Duke, like, you know, we didn't win three national championships in a row. This team, one theirs. And, and I think, you know, when you get in that situation where you have the opportunity, um, I think that's a really important thing because it is right. The team we had this year was dramatically different than the team we had last year and, and the, the personality and the, the identity that they come up with um, is different. And so, yeah, I don't know. We, we had to cancel our banquet was scheduled for later on in April. You know, our guys, 
you know, usually spend a lot of time together. And I, I don't know what that closure is going to be because <laughs> at the rate things are going, it doesn't sound like we're, we'll have the opportunity to get together anytime really soon. And then, you know, our, you know, maybe guys are going on to the next stage in their life already. So again, just another part of it that has made it uh, just really a unique situation to have to handle. We're continuing our conversation with Dan Wandry, the head coach at Brookfield Central, defending state champions in Division One. We're set up with what was sure to be a hot ticket showdown with Sussex Hamilton in the sectional finals uh, before everything was canceled. So how much do you win that game by, coach, do you think? And how much do you win the state championship game by? Well, <laughs> well it's funny, I guess, depending on who you, who you listen to, right? Some people had uh, Hamilton winning that game and us winning that game, you know. I, you know, who knows? We, uh, you know, we played two really competitive, tough games with them throughout the season. You know, last year, uh, they had, they got us uh, twice during the regular season and, uh, we were fortunate enough to turn the tables in the playoffs. You know, I don't know. I, I I have said, I think one of the one of the unique characteristics of the team we had as it related to Hamilton was um, we had a couple of different options. Now we never. I'm just going to go on the record saying we never shut down Patrick Baldwin. I mean, that was never right. I mean, if you look at his scoring in our games, I mean, he scored quote unquote plenty or however you want to said say that, but. You know, we had a couple of guys that we could rotate on him with some athleticism and some length that I think at least made it difficult for him. So that was a unique situation for us. I think we presented a a difficult matchup for them on their defensive end with our size, right? We started six nine, six seven, six six, right? I think that was difficult for some teams. And we had the ability to have different guys um, kind of score right in the games during the regular season, uh, the game at our place, you know, they, they had a couple of different, uh, double digit leads that we were able to come back from right away. And then now just took over the game in the end. I think he ended up with 27 or 28 in the game that we won at home. And then, um, in the game at Hamilton, David Joplin just, uh, went crazy. And I think he had, uh, 36 or 37 over there. It was just uh, a lot to handle. But then, you know, in addition to that, then, you know, Eric Radicevich was in double figures. And uh, I know one game Malik Abdul-Wahid scored. So, you know, obviously that game was going to be a battle. Um, I had even said some people had said to me, geez, you guys expended so much energy. We don't go very deep on our bench, right? We played seven kids in that game against Brookfield East. And were you going to have enough in your tank? And I said, well, we would find a way, <laughs> you know, you're going to get in that game, which is, you know, you, you've heard it, Travis, the, the sectional final games across our state usually every year are, are some of the best, most highly uh, competitive games that are played. And uh, that wouldn't have been any different. You know, I don't know. Um, we were sure happy about being in that game and uh, we liked our chances, but we knew that we'd have to go out and play really, really well again. Uh, to have an opportunity to win. Good coach speak there. You didn't. You didn't <laughs> learn. You did not learn from Jed Kennedy. I can tell. I did not. Well, I learned <laughs> sometimes just some things not to say. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, you know. If you if you look on Mark Miller's uh, website, right, he had Hamilton going on and winning. I think in his little um, 
version of the story. And then uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel did a little simulated thing where they had us beating Sussex and going on and winning. So it's just kind of people had some fun with it. And of course I was getting texts, you know, Hey, congratulations on your simulated state championship, that kind of stuff. So we've had a little bit of fun with it, but it, it is, it's just, you know, I think I made a little reference to it earlier. It's just difficult um, because, you know, I think we were in that unique position. Were we the favorites to win? Maybe not. I mean, obviously we had lost a pilot earlier in the year. Obviously we had to get by Hamilton, but, you know, I think we were one of those teams that were, were definitely in the discussion. So it makes you stop and think about, you know, our kids had the opportunity to win the back-to-back state championships that they're never going to be able to know how that would have turned out. So that that just kind of adds to the, the difficulty of the situation. So obviously things have, have uh, continued to progress and change and, and our life in general has been, uh, you know, very different now than, than those first couple days when we're just dealing with the, the sports aspect of it. Right. So Yep. What what opportunities or, or what conversations have you continued to have with your team during these last couple of weeks? Um, have you, you know, obviously maybe not got together with them completely, but via those text message groups or emails or what have you, you know, what kind of things have you been talking about with your team in the la- last couple of weeks here? Well, you know, the first one really was just kind of revolving around school. Uh, you know, we uh, went to this virtual learning. So, you know, I just kind of, offered that out there to make sure that everybody had what they needed and if everything was going all right. And, you know, we had a little bit of a, you know, I had a couple of kids reach out right away and they're like, Holy man, I'm doing way more work now than I ever did. And so that that was kind of the first part of it. You know, I think just, it's just, you know, we've reached out and like you said, it's mostly been that texting, you know, some of it in groups, some of it in small groups, some of it with one-on-one and just, you know, with the team in, in, in general, you know, how are things going? Are you okay? Are you able to do this or do that? Right. And as it's progressed, even within that 10 days or so now, right. I know some guys were working out pretty regularly. We, we had, you know, some unique situations here where our kids are able to get into some places to, to work on their game and do that kind of stuff. But even that now is, has been taken away. So just kind of, you know, more of that, uh, personal aspect of just checking in and making sure that, you know, they're moving on and the kids are talking about how, how boring it's been, you know, now we have not done as a group, any type of a Google chat or hangout or anything like that. But, you know, I know some of the guys have done that uh, together and those sorts of things, uh, you know, with the seniors, uh, just, a, you know, a little bit of, you know, we, Eric Radicevich, for example, is, you know, still undecided about his college, uh, plans, but he's got a, a handful of offers or a couple of offers at the division two level and a handful of opportunities. And so just kind of following up and checking in with him about, you know, have you been able to get out and do anything? Have you had the opportunity to talk with some of those schools? And it's just, uh, like you say, kind of the new normal of operating and making sure, um, everybody's able to move on and, and be in a good place it's tough because we don't know what a resumption of normal or normalcy will be when that will be, et cetera. But have you, have you tried to, or started to provide any guidance or information or, or planning uh, off season type stuff for some of the underclassmen, the guys that'll be coming back next year? 
Well, you know, we had already kind of begun just some of the preliminary plans. And our school has a has a great kind of school wide uh, strength, speed, and conditioning um, program in the summer. So we had kind of made those arrangements. Uh, we were just putting a schedule together, um, you know. So some of that was just normal beforehand, you know, just kind of starting to put some things into place. Um, but beyond that, no, you know, like I, I've gone behind the scenes a little bit, if you will, with some other coaches about, you know, we host the summer league and um, maybe other leagues that we've played in and arranging some, you know, two and three team round robins, that sort of thing, just so that if we get the go ahead to say, on this date, you can start again or whatever it is. We at least have had some of that stuff in place, but in terms of, you know, I know the, you know, the grassroots circuit has been kind of put on hold and everybody's, you know, a little bit uh, unsure of what that's going to look like. So we have not really made much more of a uh, progress in that regard. I, I know I, uh, had a conversation with our athletic director and our principal last week. We're on spring break this week, so it's kind of a little bit of a everybody just kind of hold off. But I think our district will be making some sort of statement, or you know, it sounds like things are going to be going on in terms of a shutdown or a lockdown for at least uh, till the end of April and, and maybe beyond that. So I also think it's probably going to change the way we do a lot of things moving forward. So. Um, we haven't really made all kinds of arrangements. We know that our gym will be available. Uh, if we get that go ahead to say, you can go back and, and gather in your groups and get your stuff together. But you know, that still remains to be seen. As you look back over these last few weeks, as you look back over this season, the, uh, you know, the ups, the downs, the trials, the tribulations, the unexpected and abrupt end what are some of the key takeaways as you uh, put it all together? Well, I think the biggest one and, and right, as you, you, you said to me before that it was perfect coach speak. And I think this is one of those phrases that we as coaches use a lot uh, that really came to true life this year of, you know, you, you kind of need to approach every game as if it's your last game, you know, um, we had a great season, our team this year, um, you know, we won 24 of our 25 games. We lost uh, the Follett in December. So I think we had probably won something like six, 15 or 16 or 17 games in a row, you know, just a lot to look at and be proud of that our guys worked so hard for. But I think, you know, within those, uh, those types of seasons, there are always those, ups and downs. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway for, for me to, to get across to the kids in our, on our team and in our program and to anybody out there is, yeah, you know, you, you just never know when it all gets taken away. And, and I know that sounds awfully cliche, but given the situation we're in, I don't think anybody sure maybe behind your closed doors, you can be cynical and say, ah, we could have kept playing and all that, whatever. I, anybody can, can say that, or this is all, uh, you know, it's all because of the election or whatever people might want to say. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't think anybody wants to be the responsible party uh, that, that allows this thing to spread. So I think everybody totally understands 
Um, but I think that's probably the biggest thing for me is, um, you don't know when the next opportunity is going to be. So you better take advantage of the ones that you have right now. Coach, uh, definitely appreciate you joining us today. Uh, you know, talking with you today and, and just knowing you, I, it, it's great to see the attitude, uh, you know, of, you know, we are proud of what we did. We feel like we could have kept going, but we understand, uh, you know, that as, as so many coaches talk about sports is bigger than life, uh, life is bigger than sports. It goes beyond yeah. the realm of sports. And, and this is, uh, something that qualifies for that. So again, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully we will, uh, regroup, when we get things going again, uh, get together and uh, move forward, and, and hope to see uh, hope to see you guys get a chance next year. Obviously, a good group coming back. Thanks a lot, Travis. I appreciate it. Again, a big thanks to Coach Wandry for coming on and giving his perspective on what it was like to be uh, knee deep in that that week, that crazy week, and then also you know what they have gone through, what they have done since that time to uh, to stay involved with their players, to make sure that they're doing well and uh, set them up for success going forward. Again, keep checking out wisports.net. We'll continue to have content coming out over the next month plus of this hiatus of uh, live sports. This has been a wisports.net podcast. And when we do get back to action, we'll see you at a game.